Thank you for joining us for another Carlton Fields podcast. Today, we're going to hear from Carlton Fields shareholder and former assistant U.S. attorney Jack Clabby as he describes his unique method for opening corporate internal interviews. The Compass Rose is designed to build rapport with the witness and elicit important background information in an organized, repeatable way. This program will be of interest to both in-house counsel and outside counsel who handle internal corporate investigations or want a proven method for breaking the ice when interviewing company employees in connection with litigation. My name is Jack Clabby. Uh, Today we're going to talk about what I call the Compass Rose interview. This is a system that I use to break the ice in corporate witness interviews. Hopefully this will help you with your practice. First, a little about this program and about me. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice series for the ABA section of litigation. I am the co-chair of the Class Actions Subcommittee on the Securities Committee. Uh, This podcast will be short. It's intended to give practical, usable advice for your own practice. I am a shareholder at Carlton Fields where I lead the firm's securities and derivative litigation practice. And before that, I was an assistant U.S. attorney. So my practice involves a lot of interviews of corporate witnesses. And often these interviews uh, occur without much notice to me. Uh, So they arise in a a few different ways as they might for you. So I'm going to give you a little context now for where these sorts of interviews come up. Uh, One is a, a securities fraud class action complaint Uh, gets filed uh, against a client who is an issuer of securities, a publicly traded company. You know, the lawyers uh, at the outside counsel team will need to quickly work with in-house counsel to do an initial case assessment. We'll be figuring out, you know, a rough cut of potential liability. What are our available defenses? What are the grounds for the motion to dismiss? What would be a reasonable defense budget at the motion to dismiss stage? And then if the case continues on between them. Another area where these types of interviews might come up is if a public company has received a derivative demand from a shareholder uh, and the company is responding by setting up a special committee of the board of directors. Uh, Outside counsel will get brought in on behalf of the committee and if I'm a part of that team, I'll have to interview uh, a number of relevant witnesses within the company to determine whether uh, adopting uh, and pursuing the litigation suggested by the demand is in the company's best interests. Uh, A third way that these sort of interviews come up is the traditional internal investigation. A client uh, employee or client's vendor or even a regulator may have raised an issue of concern about the company. Um, Lawyers uh, who practice in this area get hired to do internal investigations into that sort of either whistleblower or uh, other type of complaint and to report maybe to the general counsel's office or to the CFO uh, with the findings. And so there are three, you know, those are three sort of ways where these corporate interviews come up. You know, think about a securities fraud class action and an initial initial case assessment. The second is work for a special committee and respond to a shareholder demand or or other concern. And then the third is a more traditional internal investigation, uh, looking at an employee complaint, a regulator complaint, um, or a vendor complaint. In each of these three scenarios, right, the outside counsel needs to get important information from a variety of employees, often over the course of days, 
uh, rather than weeks. And so a lot happens in a relatively compressed time frame. You often don't have the opportunity to write out detailed witness outlines like you would if you were preparing for depositions. So in the interview itself, there's also time compression. I may only have an hour or two with each employee. Uh, I may be meeting them in unusual settings, um, such as in conference rooms. Uh, sometimes we've gotten hotel rooms to do these interviews. Uh, or you're literally sitting in an outdoor space or in a car and doing an interview like this. And you know, more recently, we've probably all been doing these interviews via video chat. So these are fact witnesses, and I need to, to elicit from them the important facts. And often the important facts are about a specific incident. So if you're working with limited time to prep, and you're working with limited actual time to do the interview, maybe an hour or two hours, um, you've got to have a strategy that goes in that gives you some sense of what's going on in the company and how the witnesses fit together apart from the specific, uh, maybe the specific earnings call or specific um, document that got created that you're there to investigate. So to deliver an effective interview for my client, I'm also going to need to build some rapport. Um, it's, you know, this is the first time I'm meeting almost all of these witnesses. They're not going to know what I'm there for, and they're not going to feel like they can trust me, at least at the outset. So the technique that I've developed uh, in my 15 years of practice, uh, I call the compass rose. Uh, and I deploy this right up front uh, before we get to the meat of the fact interview, the questions about the thing that I'm there to find out what happened about. So I would start the interview by introducing myself, then I would give uh, any applicable Upjohn warnings, any corporate Miranda uh, warnings, and then I'd get right to the compass rose. Now, some people, you know, um, we will know immediately what that means, but in the day of Google uh, Maps, uh, not as many of us get exposure, particularly younger lawyers, to what a compass rose is. But, you know, if you look at an old map, um, there are these gorgeous, um, look like, like a cross where it has a north-south axis and an east-west axis and often there's like you know kind of like beautiful detail around it and some on some older maps it, it particularly stands out um, you know the east-west axis in the compass rose interview style is time with the west being the past the center is the present and the east is the future so you think of it as a Cartesian diagram, right? This would be the axis that runs the x-axis, where you're starting at the left is uh, sort of negative numbers in time moving to the right. The north-south axis is the reporting line, that employee's reporting line, with north being higher up on the org chart and south being lower on the org chart, and the middle is the employee that I'm interviewing. So again, you've got this x-axis, which represents chronology, Right, with the left side, the, uh, the west being the past, the east side being the right. Then you've got this north-south axis with uh, being the reporting line, with the north part of it uh, being higher up in the org chart, and the south being direct reports or reports into this employee. All right, so an alternative name for this might be a Cartesian coordinate, right? if you're familiar with that from, from algebra, with an x and y axis for any math fans out there, but I was more into maps as a student than I was into math, so hence it got its name. So let's talk in a little more detail about the four points of the compass rose. So starting in the west, right, this is where I usually would begin. I would start out by asking, like we often do at the start of an interview or at the start of a deposition, 
you know, walk me through your education and walk me through your work history. I want to find out in particular their history at the company, all roles that they had leading up to the current job. If there are specific things that I need to ask about here that will be relevant to the facts that I'm investigating, I might pepper them in here as part of my gathering the evidence. For example, if it's an accountant or an accountant, an accounting witness, I'll be asking questions about their experience at other companies, their education, um, their, if, they, if they hold any particular certificates, and I'll be asking in a general way um, before the witness necessarily knows you know, where I'm, I'm really centering my work. So again, starting out in the West, I'm moving towards the center. When I get to the center in my mind, right, I then ask questions about the present roles and responsibilities. What is the witness's formal title? What are her responsibilities? Um, Walking me through a typical day, that may be one way that I sort of center them and try to get a better sense of how they're actually occupying their time. So again, at the center of that x-axis in the interview, I'm talking about today, what their bucket of responsibilities are. As I move to the future, right, I move towards the east on the compass rose. I'm gonna talk about what's happening in the immediate future. So what it might be if it's a public company and I'm talking about a reporting issue, I'll ask, what does the quarter look like for you? What big meetings do you have that are planned? I'll also ask at this point if they have any vacation coming up, um, if I need to reach them, how I can reach them. This is a way too, um, if you're, if the witness knows what you're going there to ask about, a particular historical question, asking them about things in the future can often loosen them up, right? Because there's no risk in the future. They're, they're telling me what's coming up on their plate. It's projecting also sort of their, um, you know, how important they are to the company. You know, you can see the way they talk about the company, how they care about it, when they talk about things that are gonna happen in the future. Um, and it also builds in them a sense of importance for the work that they're doing. Um, here I also typically collect contact information. If I need to reach them directly, rather than through the general counsel's office at the client, I'll say, look, you know, you've got some travel coming up, I know you'll be busy, you know, what's your mobile phone number in case I need to reach you. So that's the east-west axis, the x-axis on, on, on that. And I usually start with that. Now I'll go north-south, all right? So that was the, we, this is the reporting line. And the questions I ask on the northern part of this, I usually start at the north and I say, who do you report to? Right? Who, who do you report into? Um, who does that person report into? And I'll try to exhaust the reporting line. Um, I'll ask about whether there are regular meetings that the witness has with their supervisor or with the team that might supervise. Do they have any dotted line relationships? That's also important to exhaust sort of early in the relationship in case reporting lines or corporate governance are a part of what you're looking at uh, to try to get it in a more neutral um, initial time. I'll ask about how often they've reported to the person they report to, and then I'll ask questions about when the change occurred in their reporting line. You can often get a lot about um, a person's connection with the company from those types of questions. Um, I'll ask about whether they do 360 reviews, um, because I'll be thinking in my mind, depending on how the interview goes, it might be good for me to see what this person said in their 360 interview uh, and how it fits in with their view of their supervisor that might come out of the interview. So starting at the north part of the axis, then I'll go to um, you know, moving through the center and then going down south. So what I'll do is I'll say, do you have any direct reports? That's sort of the center of the y-axis of the, this part of the Compass Rose interview. Uh, who are the direct reports? And I'll get an exhaustive list of the direct reports to the person I'm, I'm interviewing. 
then I'll ask them if I have time about each direct report. As you move down on, on the, this axis, you can go further and, and find out from them how many people each of their direct reports managed. This also helps with rapport building. One, this is important to know, but two, it sort of builds up you know, the witness's authority um, and their knowledge of the different uh, business sort of units that report up into them. I'll ask you know, the title, um, their impressions and responsibilities uh, for the folks who report into them. Do they have regular meetings? I'll try to use this part of the, you know, I'm working on the, the southern part of the compass rows to find out you know, which of these direct reports takes up most of their time. I'll also try to figure out how much time the employee works on management versus how much they're doing on their own work. This is, again, you know, particularly an effective way if I'm talking to a supervisor for someone who may have made a complaint or a supervisor of a business unit that's having the issue, if they don't know um, why I'm there to talk to them, it hasn't been revealed yet in the interview, you know, this is a good way of learning whether there are particularly problematic reporting areas to the employee I'm interviewing. You know, this also lets you sort of clean up or allows the employee to expand on the questions we had asked them on the east-west axis about their own roles and responsibilities. When I do this method, I often, you know, when I end up in the south here, what ends up happening is information about their roles and responsibilities that they did not reveal earlier, simply because they forgot about it or they were wanting to move on in the interview, gets sussed out. When you're exhausting someone's direct reports and asking for explanations of each of the business units that report into them, you know, it's harder for them to um, skip something. And when you ask them to quantify how they spend their time, you get a good picture of their day. So this whole, um, you know, this whole compass rose or Cartesian interview style, you can do it in 10 minutes, right? You can pretty quickly get through somebody's history in the West to their upcoming quarter in the East. And you can get from you know, their reporting line up in the company in the North down to their direct reports in the South in about 10 minutes. So this is a style of interview that you can do in 10 minutes. You can also do it in 60 minutes. Um, and sometimes I will do this method when I'm meeting with a client, if I'm representing an individual in a corporate internal investigation or in a piece of securities or DNO litigation, I will use this interview style in a more blown up way, right? In a, in, a, in a more thorough way to get a full picture of them in the company. It's a way of asking questions so that you don't miss anything. The other good, um, sort of result of this technique is that if you use this same technique with each employee, and let's say you're interviewing for a derivative investigation, uh, you're interviewing 20 employees in a very compressed time frame, when you go to write up your interview notes, or you go to put the picture together of what happens, you have a very good sense of how each of the employees fits in with one another, right? And you can find it easily in your notes. So when I do my interview outlines, I actually will write compass rows, and then I'll do west, east, north, south, right? And that's my shorthand. I know what that means. And if I have my interview notes in a handwritten form, I can kind of compare them together maybe on the plane ride back. Um, and I can start putting together how this company um, fits together, what everyone thinks of one another, who reports into one another. And when I get estimates of time spent, you can see how one might be overvaluing or undervaluing, or there might be a disagreement between folks about how much time they're spending together. So again, it's, it's, if you practice with this, right, it gives you a good icebreaker to start your corporate witness interviews. Um, it gives you good apples to apples comparisons uh, when you're doing multiple witnesses across time. Uh, and it helps you use your notes later. Uh, it's also a good technique, as I mentioned, 
for the initial client interview. So again, I'm Jack Clabby from the law firm of Carlton Fields, uh, uh, one of the co-chairs of the class action subcommittee of the Securities Committee, and thanks for listening to this. And I hope that the, you know, my description of the Compass Rose uh, interview method for corporate witness interviews was helpful. You've been listening to Carlton Fields' podcast series with Jack Clabby. To learn more about our white-collar and government investigations practice, visit carltonfields.com. This podcast is intended for general information and educational purposes only and should not be relied on as if it were advice about a particular fact situation. The distribution of this podcast is not intended to create, and receipt of it does not constitute an attorney-client relationship with Carlton Fields. Thanks for listening.